Sometimes I notice things that I've never noticed before, or I notice them in a different way. So as an example, uh, just reading a bunch of comments on YouTube and answering a few emails, I noticed a, a theme. And it was something like this. Uh, the responder or the commenter would say, what you said in this video or what you describe, is it like this? And then they will use an analogy or give me some sort of analogy um, or conclude, oh, I see, it's, it's like this. And then describe some um, mental uh, construct. And after reading several of these, it just struck me that because I use paradigms or because I use analogies or various descriptions, even though I endlessly say this is not about a mental process or a description or words or thoughts or concepts, um, the mind will receive what I'm saying to some degree and turn it into a paradigm or try to incorporate what I'm saying into the framework of how it sees reality or it sees itself or it sees enlightenment. But it's kind of a, an interesting giveaway when someone will reflect that back to me. And it can be kind of striking that it's being interpreted, what I'm saying is being interpreted as a way of seeing things, a way of seeing the world, even an, an enlightened way of seeing the world or even a less structured way of seeing the world, but it's still a way of seeing the world or seeing things or yourself or reality. So what I'm pointing to all the time, essentially, when I speak in this way, is something that is not a paradigm at all. It has nothing to do with paradigms. It has nothing to do with your mind or thoughts. It has nothing to do with the way you see the world. It has nothing to do with the filters through which you see the world, including the filter that makes it feel like there's a you seeing, a you hearing, a you feeling. So I'm not talking about any of that at all. So what the heck am I talking about? What am I pointing to? Well, this is why I sometimes use analogies, even if I caution not to just adopt the analogy, but to use it as a sort of springboard or a, a catalyst or um, an opening to drop beyond concepts and thoughts, including anything I've said or anything your mind is interpreting of what I said. That's the whole point, to go beyond. But even beyond can be turned into a thought, a belief, a concept, an understanding. This is about really going beyond, really dropping any grasping or clinging to thoughts and beliefs, understandings, paradigms. And when that's dropped, something is naturally revealed, but it's not a thing. It's certainly not a way of seeing the world. It's experiential and it's an insight, something very simple. In one sense, it's unremarkable because there's nothing you can say about it. It's not complicated at all. 
And very strangely, it's not something that you've lost. It's not something you rediscover or find again. That's the simplicity of it. It's already there. It's already in experience. It's already in your experience. So watch and notice the mind trying to grasp. Maybe it's trying to grasp what I'm saying, trying to get a foothold, trying to conclude or stop the free fall. The only way to stop the free fall is by grasping another thought or concept or belief or paradigm or image or label. So notice there is a free fall. It's already here. And then just notice the mind trying to stop that from happening. Trying to grasp onto something, hold onto something, get something out of what I'm saying that it can use as a stabilizing paradigm. But what I'm pointing to has nothing to do with stability. It doesn't really have to do with instability either. I'm not trying to destabilize anything. But the illusion of stability, of cognitive stability, of mental um, stability, not in the usual way of using that term, but um, stabilizing ourselves as a separate entity, object, person in an environment of other objects and people and so forth. That means to stabilize the dualistic illusion. So that's not what I'm pointing to. I'm pointing to something that doesn't have that kind of illusion of stability. So again, I'm not talking about the conventional mental stability, ability to function in the world and so forth. That can go on just fine without the illusion of the separate one, the illusion of a separate self the illusion of form, the illusion of control. All of those illusions can completely disappear and you'll function just fine. You, the conventional one, your life can go on just fine by itself. Doesn't need your help. I know that's all a paradox, but to circle back to where I started, this is really just about instinct. Your instinct is probably, if you've watched this far, uh, pointing you back to something so primary and primordial that it just can't have anything to do with thoughts and beliefs and concepts and images. It's too real for all of that, too immediate, too undeniable. So what is that? Well, if you ask the question, what is it? And then just let go of a need to mentally answer the question. That's not a bad orientation, not a bad approach, not a bad inquiry, whatever works for you. But you have to go beyond the mental constructs, the artificial stability of mind, mind identification, to get what I'm pointing to. Get meaning 
it will register consciously. Not get like you don't have it because you do. It's already there. So when it registers consciously, when it lands, when the insight clarifies, there's nothing to say. You won't be there going, cool, now I have this thing called enlightenment and I can do whatever I thought I was gonna do with it. All of that is gone. It's seen you never needed it. You never needed the strategizing. You never needed the wielding of agendas. It's very simple. Sound is sound. Sensations are sensations. And they fill up the cosmos. No boundary, no beginning or end, no center, no arising or departing, just sensation. Just color. Just the visual, just the scene, not anywhere specific. Filling up the cosmos. Everything that ever could have been or could be is just that. Radiant. Intimate. Beyond description. Beyond mind.